Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9920. 23 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice and now your hosts chris devon perry lester sean platts robert herrick and bill sparks well hello and welcome from indianapolis on this very warm evening we don't want to talk about the weather. We want to talk about what it show number is this, Chris? One one oh two. One oh two. And um, some places it might be one oh two. If you're listening in Arizona or something. Actually, it's one oh six here today. One oh six. So you got to say, well, uh, we'll talk to you in four weeks then. Uh, hey, there. So, there you go. Okay, but no, this is uh, show number one oh two coming up on our second anniversary next week. That'll be cool. And um, we uh, are. And this is obviously July twenty sixth, thirtieth anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So. A lot of commemorations and thoughts going out about that. Uh, that was a good day in our history, and uh, you know, and uh, we hope to have other good days down the road. But we'll see. We've got a lot to get through right now. Anyway, we have a lot to get to on this show as well. We have. Um we actually have sports that have begun to start, and uh, all kinds of things are happening. We've got baseball. We're going to start with baseball. We've got got some basketball, basketball score, uh, baseball scores for you today, which we haven't had since last year, of course. Um, then we're going to go to the NHL and the NBA and get you ready for those because the NHL is going to start on Saturday. We have your schedule for that and a reminder of your playoff matchup. And in the uh, NBA, they start on Thursday with some games, and uh, you know, so they'll be going uh, the NHL their first set Saturday through Monday, and the NBA starting with their last eight games of the season. So we'll read you those standings again. That we and did unfortunately, last, we have not been year. successful on getting you an NBA schedule. No, but we will uh, yeah. we, we'll, uh, work on that. And uh, for those who pick up schedules, and uh, Sean can talk about that, how to get schedules, he will do that in a minute. But, um, you know, they're, they're available yeah, in, a, in a way over the phone and stuff. So we will get them for you. As soon as they're available, you will get them. And there's already baseball schedules available. Now we know, and it needs to be explain the library of congress cannot possibly produce schedules in this uh, way the, you know it just can't be done for somebody who's worked for national braille press all these years it just can't be done so anybody who's i want a schedule i want a braille well we can't do that this is it was too last minute too crazy i mean hey we didn't even know until about two two three weeks ago what day they were going to start on baseball and stuff so you know it's not going to happen so everybody's going to frankly use their, a lot of th- and a lot of things chris are still tentative Right. So if people people are going to have to use their devices, their their misses, their you know their iPhones, or get get things from the phone, news we line. will make available Newsline. We'll have some stuff for you. So anyway, but uh, so we're going to do that. So we're going to do the uh, the baseball, the hockey, the basketball. We're going to do NFL notes. We've got uh, miscellaneous other things going on. A silly boxing match coming up that Robert will tell us about. Then we've got uh, I'm not thrilled about, but you yeah. know they, uh, our death. I think there's five or six of them this week, maybe six, and this 
day in history. But, Sean, why don't you uh, get us into the swing of things here? By the way, just to give you a tease, the tease before Sean gives you the the what for, we already have someone with a raised hand. So somebody really has something they want to talk about. So go ahead, Sean. All right. Well, first of all, speaking of the schedules, the scores, go to 712-432-3642. Board 9 will have your scores, your news, all that stuff. Board 13 has all of your schedules on TV, Series XM, all of that fun stuff. So that will keep you up to date in this very chaotic time. Also, if you want to email us, send us an email, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net, or you can contact us at 800-693-0595, option number two. Make sure you tell them that the message is for Sports Lounge Live, and we will play it. So, But, hey, we got some stuff to talk about because we had a 134-day break between actual games. So, yeah, 134 yep. days, but we have stuff now. And, by the way, just to let you all know, Atlanta is up on the Mets 2-1, to one, top of the third. So Okay. And also, do we have a golf result, by the way? Uh, yes. Michael Thompson won the uh, tournament in Minnesota today. And NASCAR, they had their race on uh, Thursday or Wednesday. Thursday. And, uh, Thursday. Thursday. And Denny Hamlin won his fifth race of the year, and their next race is next Sunday. Okay. Yes. Well, before we get into baseball, Chris, let me get to the yes. let me get to our friend in uh, your area code is eight four seven. So if you want to go ahead, we can hear you. Okay, no, no, no. fine. I just wanted to report that the Arizona Diamondbacks, just as you on there, won their game four to three. Well, thank you. We needed this because that, that confirmed it for us. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay, sure. cool. All right. So we do have you? baseball scores, and we then we've got some notes. Got a bunch of news notes about baseball, too. We unfortunately have uh, coronavirus cases to report today that uh, we did not have, but we've got. Anyway, let's do the scores first because that's the cool thing that we do have. Uh, we have the we have, we have the Orioles beat the Red Sox today, seven to four. They, you can't if you're the Red Sox, you can't go around losing two out of three to the Orioles. That is ridiculous. Not so, even with the expanded playoffs, can you do that? No, no. Uh, no. And the Red Sox starting pitching is horrible. Other than Nathan Navaldi, the rest of them are uh, four or five starters at best in other teams. Yankees beat the uh, Nationals three to two today. That was a Washington. very good game to watch today. Okay, Miami beat the beat the Phillies eleven to six despite their illnesses that we'll talk about in a minute. <laughs> Detroit beat excuse me Cincinnati three to two. Tampa Bay over Toronto six to five in ten innings. And Miss A actually told me it was in ten innings, which she doesn't use, didn't used to do. So a little improvement there. Cleveland beat Kansas City nine. To two. Pittsburgh beat and the St. good Lewis story five. of that game, Chris, uh, Carlos yeah. Carrasco got the win in that game. And remember, he was diagnosed with uh, cancer last year. So that's a good, wow. that's a feel good story. Yeah. So nine to two was that score. The Pirates beat the Cardinals five to one. The Cubs beat Milwaukee nine to one. That was a good Minnesota. game. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> Minnesota, on the other hand, Jamal didn't enjoy this. Minnesota beat Chicago four, uh, the White Sox fourteen to two. Um, Seattle beat Houston seven to two, and while we're talking about Houston, we'll just get it done. Jason Verlander is out for the year. Justin, Justin, Justin Verlander. Verlander. Justin, I do that all the time. Uh, uh, Justin Verlander is out for the year. Well, and, uh, that 
Here's what we know, guys. He, the, the, the initial report was that Justin Verlander was out for the season with uh, forearm discomfort. Now, we know what that typically leads to. And so the initial report may very well end up being correct. But okay. Dusty Baker, after the game, said it was a forearm strain. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks. And then Justin Verlander tweeted that the initial report was wrong. So we, at this point, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But when you hear forearm discomfort, that is usually a proceeding of Tommy John. That is no, correct. Now, is he, so he is going to be down for a couple of weeks, though? Is that what at they're least saying? A co- yeah. At least a couple of okay. weeks, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we had the other guy for the Tigers last week go on the 45-day disabled or uh, injured list for uh, for the for forearm discomfort. So by the way, Zimmer, and, and by the way, Dan Dickerson <laughs> today did talk about the 45-day. The injured lists this year, we have a 10-day injured list and a 45-day injured list. And the reason for that is, clearly, if you're put on the 60-day, that's the season. So they Correct. can put you on a 45-day to replace yeah. the 60 for this season only. And he said, sometimes you will see that. But he said very typically on the COVID cases, which we will get to in a moment, they don't have to say how long they're going to be on there. They just would say, for example, Jose Arania of the Marlins tested positive. He is placed on the injured list. Right. And he could come off any day. And the, the thing is, if he, if he gets two negative tests within 24 right. hours and 72 hours of no symptoms. Yeah. So now the other thing, too, is Rob Bradford pointed something out on the Red Sox pregame today, you know, the work for uh, WEI. He said that if you look at the number of you compare this 60 game season to a 162 game season, these games are worth 2.7 games. Of yeah, Michael, games. Michael K covered that today on. Yes. Right. So yeah, well, that's why these cool. games, you know, if you uh, hey, we're five percent of the way through the season right now, you know, and we just started. It's crazy, yeah. you know. Okay, we have Seattle beating Houston, as I said. Colorado beat Texas five to two. We had Oakland over the Angels six to four. And yes, Arizona. and Shah- Shahei Otani did not survive the first inning. He did not get an out. Okay, so. and Arizona beat San Diego. Up. Four, what was it? He said four to three. Or I thought it was four to two. Either way, four to three. Okay. Yeah. So either way, that's great. And uh, so we have our scores in the book. Now we we need to. And we have a the... doubleheader tonight. We have the Mets and Braves that's on right. now, and then later on you'll have the Giants and Dodgers. <laughs> right now, is that are they both going to be on ESPN? Yes, yes. they are. Yes. And Atlanta, okay. you said Sean is up one zero. Two to one. Yeah, one zero is uh, now bottom of the third. Yeah. Okay. Two to one. Yeah. So we have as. Uh, uh, Perry said, "For virus cases, we have four Florida Marlins with vi- with the uh, virus, and uh, we have uh, what's his name, Urania here. Jose Urania. Jose Urania. We have uh, Jorge Alfaro, who's a catcher, and then we have uh, Garrett Cooper, who's an infielder, and uh, let's see, uh, Harold Ramirez, who's an outfielder. Uh, and so, you know, this is the problem again. And we talked about this before. You're not in a bubble, and so what you what you end up with is people are in different environments. It can take three or four days for this virus to incubate. They're in the most dangerous part of the country right now. That's where they live. So you just don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, function. Some of these teams, depending on how safe their areas, their areas are, I could talk. So, you know, well, and uh, Theo Epstein was on the front office this morning, Chris, and he, he kind of addressed that. Mm-hmm. Um, he said the problem you have 
And he said, most of the scientists will tell you the worst place you can be is in an enclosed area where the ventilation can't circulate well. And he said, that's a lot of the times where teams are in hotels. So he said, when the Cubs go to Cincinnati tomorrow, what they have done uh, range through their hotel is that they have a roof you know, an area outside where the players can go and, you know, socially distance and and hang out outside so that they're not in that enclosed space all the time so that, you know, so that you take the chances down of getting the virus. Another thing I heard about the Red Sox is they, the players are not in, they're sharing suites with one other partner. So they're in a suite where, you know, you can, uh, those, some of these corporate suites, you get shower in there, you got all kinds of stuff in these, these ballparks, and they're using the suites. They're not using the clubhouse, as I understand it. So I don't know if that's for the whole, just after the game or what the story is. I don't know whether they're ever in the clubhouse in, in big groups because they're not supposed to be, but, uh, you know. And Robert, uh, but now, you when we a... go on to, before we leave the virus, Bill, if yep. you would come on and tell us what you have heard, you would know more than, than we would. What have you heard about the situation regarding Mike Moustakas and Nick Senzel. They were the two Reds that were scratched today. This is only, 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 only subjective. And what I'm hearing is that um, they have tested positive. But I, I reserve the right to rescind that statement because you don't always get the best sources on Twitter. And these sources wow. I do not trust. I well, always, right now when I when I use Twitter, I try to at least make sure I can get two or three sources. Right. right. Yeah. You so, know, but, but, but they were a good example. They, you know? Yes. Yeah. But they were those two players were scratched today, and uh, at the time of the game starting, I think you would you would agree with this, Bill. Tommy Thrall and Jeff Brantley could not say one way or the other because the tests were not back. Right. And the one player, and I'm trying to think of his last name, just made the team for the first time, and. He was definitely diagnosed as positive yesterday. So there's a problem there. And yeah, and the other the other thing now, Sinzel, they've already put Mustakas on the injured list. They didn't with Sinzel, correct? Right. Not yet. That That's what, right. Right. Not so we'll, yet. But like, remember, remember though, remember though, like Dan Dickerson said, if it if you hear somebody simply say X player is going to the injured list, you don't hear ten days, forty five days. Right. You generally know what it is. That's right. right. So, Robert, before because I happen to put it on this sheet that I'm using, uh, you uh, want you can talk a little bit about extra innings, right? Uh, the MLB extra innings on TV. Uh, yes, uh, I, I called uh, because everybody uh, everybody in our various locations had been asking about MLB extra innings. So I called uh, DirecTV today and found out Sean heard eighty five dollars. Well, the price is actually ninety dollars, and what they've done is they've given you a choice. You can pay uh, the one time charge of $90, or you can make uh, three payments of $30 each and uh, and pay it that way. So uh, since I ordered it today, that'll show up August, September, October. So there are ways that people uh, want to, uh, you know, get into extra innings who have never been able to financially afford it before. Uh, this is the lowest the price has ever been. And uh, I have subscribed to it on and off for several years, and it, it's definitely uh, well worth using because you get to you get to uh, check out all the various teams. And the only time the only time you'll have a blackout in your area is if 
if if there's a team going to be visiting your particular team, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like here, uh, if somebody's visiting the Giants, whoever their opponent is, uh, their games will be blacked out. If somebody's visiting the A's, their their opponent will be bl- their opponent's <laughs> broadcast will be blacked out, and that'll work for any area you live in, depending on how close you live to. A, a major league city. Right. So. Okay. So getting into some of the baseball notes from this week, because we had a busy week, we had the uh, saga of the Toronto Blue Jays because the Toronto Blue Jays, uh, the <laughs> Canadian government decided, and I think we might've had this on Sunday night that they we were did. not going to be allowed yeah. to uh, play in Canada. The province was okay with it. The city of Toronto was okay with it, but the federal government was not. So they said, no, I'm not going to do that. So they had to find a place. There were rumors. There was a rumor about Pittsburgh. Well, Pennsylvania health department, uh, state health, the folks, said no. Well, I don't understand it because the Phillies are coming and going the, and, and the Pirates from various, especially the Phillies, they're going to be going to Florida and everything else, but that's what they did, so they weren't going to let them play there. Then Baltimore uh, said they would do it, but then uh, they, the health authorities in Baltimore thought about it, decided that that wasn't going to happen either, so they're going to end up in Buffalo, which is the it's safer really of the places of the places they were talking about, other than Toronto itself. Buffalo is the safest place for them to be. Western New York's doing alright, I think, so that's good. They're going to have to upgrade the lights. The other problem is they don't have the workout facilities that they'd like in a major league ballpark. You know, the the weight rooms and all that that you might have uh, aren't as good. So I don't know what they're going to do about that, but uh, they're going to have to uh, work on that. And, I, and we also think that all the Blue Jay broad, broadcasters, normally people would be broadcasting from their ballpark. We don't think the Toronto folks are going to Buffalo. I think they're just going to stay in Toronto and do it out of the studios of the of Rogers. That or would whatever be, that would be correct, Chris. I listened yeah. yesterday to a little of their broadcast, and that's what they right. said. And another big thing this week was Mookie Betts. He is not coming back to the Red Sox. He's going to stay with the Dodgers. He uh, he signed a 12-year extension for $365 million, and it was the biggest extension ever signed, and it adds to his $27 million that he's getting this year. So it's, he, he uh, so that's going to make it 392 for 13 years. So he is uh, not going to starve anytime soon. And he's uh, Michael Trout, just to, to give you, uh, he his total is 12 years for four hundred twenty-six million. So he's not the highest paid, but he's in the in the neighborhood. Let's put it that way. Uh, and that was the biggest extension ever given. Then we had. Um Okay, now we have Perry. Why don't you run down? We have a new. We had now we very nicely, and you remember we picked our five playoff teams yeah. in each league and everything, and that was great. We were not done. Not the way it's going to be. Not the way it's going to be. There are going to be nope. eight in each league. So Perry, why don't you tell us how it's going to work? Okay, we do now have expanded playoffs. Remember, everybody liked this, and because they couldn't come to a deal, we didn't think we were going to get it. Well, apparently on Tuesday and Wednesday, the Rob Manfred and and Tony Clark reopened the invest the in the deal on that and they started talking about it and on Thursday they came to an expanded playoff agreement which I think is probably okay for this year because you, you never know what's going to happen and the way it's going to work the first round series is there's going to be eight teams in each league the top two teams in each division will make it and then the next two teams with the best records make it. Now, the one, two, three seeds will be the division winners. Four, five, and six will be 
the second place winners, and then seven and eight will be the teams that have the best records. And the the series is will be played at the home team uh, at their park for all three games in the first round series. Team with the best yeah, record. Team with the best record. Well, no, the top seed. Top seed is whatever. Correct. Yeah. yeah and then um, seven of those eight series will be televised by ESPN, and ESPN doesn't have to pay extra because they're going to be listing them, them as makeup games, you know, that ESPN has already missed. Yeah. So they will get that, and then TBS gets the eighth series. So that's the first round, and then second round in, in the league championship in the World Series will go exactly as it has in the past. Yeah, they right. go to TBS and Fox Sports 1 like the usual. Right. So that's that's good, and, and so really when, you, when you're going to have these series, and they'll stagger them, uh, some will be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, some Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, that's right, Perry. So there's going to be they've, they've worked out systems so there won't be any ties that they'll have, have to play that is on correct that Monday, there is correct. correct there will be no games to break ties it'll be head to head and then how you did within your division and if you're still tied after that yeah. i think is then the first, how you did against the first place team second place team third four you know so on and right. so forth but right. there won't be any extra games because they need they want to get the playoffs rolling right so by the the weekend the first week you know the season's going to end on the 27th of um, of september by the uh, the first weekend in October there, about the third or so, they should be ready, second and third. Saturday they the should third. Be ready to Saturday the third. Yeah, but they, well, yeah, they should be ready to um, start, you know, the second round. Yeah, so yeah. Be basically then the, play, the playoff, are, yeah, the playoff the series third. is, the division series is, will probably start exactly when they're supposed to. Just about, yeah. Usually they start Thursday, Friday, but those will be Saturday, Sunday, something like that. But they yeah. they will do that. Yeah, but you, yeah. Cause the first the first round go the new expanded goes the 29th through the second. So the t the the league that, and that starts you know Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They finish on the third the first. They will start on Saturday the third. The teams that finish up on the second will start on Sunday the fourth. Yeah, and I think see, these are playoffs. I think they'll try to have you know games at one, four, seven, and ten. That kind of thing so that you'll be able to really you know watch these and and have you know espn and espn2 going back and forth and and get the thing going like a you know there'll be big baseball days i think i, I think they'll spread them out so you'll have a chance to get a feel for and each i think game. the ratings will be quite high for these because nobody knows now the rumor of course is that we're already hearing about this and i mean we've discussed the second base rule already but the rumor is you're hearing that if this goes well they're going to try to get these things to stay yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. But the, the difference with this is I think it's more um, amenable to this season because you're not playing. I mean, you're not even playing. You know, Red Sox aren't playing the Tigers. I mean, whatever. No. Teams that you've played for 120 years, you're not playing. You know, so that it's it's yeah. like you, you really do need to kind of just go by the divisions, and, and it's a division-oriented year, and then go from, from there, you know. And speaking of ratings, speaking of ratings, Thursday's Nationals-Yankees rain-shortened game was the highest-rated baseball game since the 2011 World Series of Cardinals and Rangers. Right. Yeah, wow. And um, so now we have a, a continuing lawsuit, Perry, with Angel Hernandez, our favorite umpire. Yes, he is continuing to sue MLB for discrimination. And, uh, you know, some of the stuff that came, that came out is is kind of disturbing. And, and we've only heard one side of it. So, I mean, right. you have to hear. But 
um, I don't have the quotes in front of me, but you know, some of it was, you know, quite disturbing. And he, well, he Randy gave, Marsh was uh, was quoted, and I think you said in your message that basically he kind of said the guy just expected that it was going to be handed to him because he was a minority correct. and he was kind of lazy and he just didn't really work it work right. at his job. Uh-oh, and then he, the and then he, he also come hire in Major League Baseball, and he also has some quotes, you know, that are supposedly Joe Torre. So we'll have to see how that pans out. But and Angel, but by the way, he, is a he is a crew chief, and if I'm correct, I think he had the uh, opener Thursday with the Yankees and the Nationals. Yes, he did. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's I, I think with uh, all that's going on, they probably just wanted to, and with the lawsuit, they wanted to showcase and say, why is he suing us? He's the umpire of the big first national game and all that. <clears throat> Another virus case was Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. He tested positive, and that was an omen. That was scary. It was like just a few hours before the first game, I think. <laughs> but uh, he is Matt, he says he is asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of people who are not, however, Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox, he has now got a heart inflammation from his case. You know, we remember we talk, talked about the fact that he was not with the team. So he uh, Yeah, I heard you know. that today. Dan Dickerson and Jim Price were talking about that. Yes, and so what what happens is now he's going to have to rest for two weeks, and then they'll reevaluate him because the inflammation has to go down. I guess they can give him, you know, stuff to, to do that. He's now in Boston, so he's in a, a you know, a good place to be for medical uh, treatments and all that. So he, he will at least, as a, as a human being, be okay. But whether he will be able to pitch this year, we don't know. But I'm sure they'll get this heart thing under control. It has happened before, and I think they'll be able to do that. But it's just, you know, uh, people who say, hey, I'll just, I don't care, I'll get the virus. And you don't know what else it might do to you. That's the problem. No, kid, with no thing. kidding. Yeah. Matt Harvey signed with the Kansas City uh, Royals, a one-year contract, and uh, we'll see what happens with him. Cause he, and it's a minor league deal, field. so he's on their taxi That's squad. It. Yeah, it's, it, he's part of their taxi squad. And when I reported the original story, the, the article I read did not indicate minor league deals. So. Right. So, you know, but, but hey, he's got a chance to come back, and if he keeps his nose clean, of course, he had a lot of off-the-field activity problems, so we'll see uh, what, what happens with him. Then the Dodgers have a, a unique thing that David, you have the ultimate ultimate sports fan, ultimate Dodger fan, told us about, which is that uh, some interesting uh, statistics about MVPs and opening days. Okay, the Dodgers, uh, since the, uh, the for outfielders are MVPs, they the, okay. The Dodgers have um, Corey Bellinger, who was Cody. the um, Cody. Cody Bellinger, who was the MVP in 2019, and Mookie Betts, of course, the MVP in 2018 in the American League with the Red Sox. Well, they were starting in the starting outfield. The Yankees in '63 had. Mantle, he was the MVP in 62, and Roger Maris was still there, who had been the MVP in 61. Then in 13, Detroit for infielders. In 2011, they had Justin Verlander, Jason, Justin, Justin, I got it right this time, yay. <laughs> Justin Verlander, and in 12, it was Miguel Cabrera. They were both on the, on, you know, in the infield, pitcher being in, in the infield. And uh, so that was kind of a unique thing that the, those teams, you know, uh, when you have, uh, you know, when you pay well uh, and you have good scouting and all that, that, that uh, pays for you. And then, Robert, why don't you talk a little bit? We had a nice article about uh, we have a new uh, woman PA announcer most of the time in Oakland this year. Yes, uh, her name is Amelia Schimmel, and uh, I, I had to get her correct pronunciation from uh, Bill and Coma, 
because uh, uh, the the Newsline article didn't do it do it justice, so I had to call him and say, "Can you tell me how to pronounce this?" Apparently, she's been working for the team for quite a while in media relations, and Dick Callahan, of course, is the one that replaced uh, the voice of God, Roy Steele. He's got health issues this year, and with the virus going around, he didn't want to uh, work, and I can't blame him. But apparently, she's going to be the main person that takes over for most of the games, although they're talking about bringing in celebrities. I don't know if that's a good idea or not. But I heard her on Friday night, and I thought she sounded pretty good. Yeah, she did. No, she did fine. And she said Dick has been helping her with how to do the job. Apparently, they talk on a regular basis. So um, it looks like the uh, they're going to be in good hands there. Yeah, and, of course, we have the... Uh uh, the woman, the PA person in um, San Francisco. San Francisco, too. yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. great. Okay, well, at the bottom of the hour, and do we well, have let's any get calls? To, let's, get to, let's get to Jerry first. Go ahead, Jerry. Okay. Okay, uh, folks, I'm happy to report that uh, Pirate right fielder Gregory Polanco is recovering from his COVID case, and uh, he's been working out and all that, and he was commended today by Pirate management uh, because... He was forthright and honest when uh, uh, he didn't have any. Well, the only symptoms he had at the beginning, I guess he had a. He said he had a scratchy throat, so he took himself out of the you know camp or whatever. And of course, it was discovered he had COVID nineteen. In the meantime, Jose Asuna, who was his replacement, hit a home run today, and it was his first uh, in the big leagues, in the major leagues. So uh, that was a thrill for him. So that's uh, my report for now. Jerry, okay. how about that? Uh, how about that young fellow from Cedar Rapids, Mitch Keller, pitched a great game today. How about that? We <laughs> always get the Iowaians in there. That's there, right. There. Yeah, he's pitched <laughs> yeah. well. That's yeah. right. Okay. Hey, I got right. one. Yeah. We are at the bottom. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Bill. I just got one quick note. That Reds player yesterday that definitely tested positive was a gentleman by the name of Matt Davidson. Matt he's, Davidson, yes. He's been around okay. a while, but he tested. Okay. So the uh, other two are will, very iffy. So we'll know. We'll more. go ahead and take our break, then Bill will come back and get to the rest of the world. Yep. Got it. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow, right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? 
Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. And back we are. And we do have a score update before we move along. The Braves in the top of the fourth are leading the Mets now seven to one. Whoa. Oh my! I know okay. a lot of I know a lot of Mets fans aren't going to be happy with that. <laughs> well, we know a few Braves fans that are. So yeah, yeah that's anyway. All right. So that was baseball, and but you know it, it's great to have sports. And next week we're going to have scores for the NBA and the NHL too. So we're going to start with the NHL because and, and we got to go through again. We talked about some of this a couple three weeks ago. We got to go through how these leagues are going to do it. They're a little different from each other. They're go- both going to be in bubbles. I, when are the hockey players going to the bubble? Uh, uh, they uh, they all uh, took off for their bubbles today. So. Did they? Okay then. All right. And the thing is, it's different about NCAA basketball. They're not going to be on the bubble. They're going to be in the bubble. So that's <laughs> yeah. that's another thing to yeah. remember. So yeah. that's good. So and we'll talk about bubbles later and a little uh, acting up that happened in the NBA bubble. But first, <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. gonna, oh, yeah. we're gonna do we're gonna do hockey first because the reason for this is basically. Basically, we're starting with playoff series and with seeding for the round robin of the top four teams. So now let me explain because I looked at the point totals and I had a different idea because I hadn't put the two together until the other day. But I looked at it and I saw that some people that seemingly were seated higher might have had 80 points at the time and somebody else might have had 81. But they had to have set up a formula for games in hand. When you're at any point in a hockey season or a basketball season, let's say they stopped at about 76 games for the most teams. Well, there might have been some teams at 72, some at 73, some at 74, and they haven't had the opportunity to get all the points they could have gotten. So they must have put a formula in for getting half the points or getting whatever they did. I don't know what they did. So the standings aren't quite the way they looked with the number of points there are because they moved some teams up past some other teams who might have played the quota of games that they were at. And I don't know exactly what the quota was, but it would be something like that because they were they were going to finish on uh, or maybe 74 games and they were 70, whatever. They were going to play another, they were going to finish the first weekend in uh, April there. I think, right at the beginning of April. So they had about three weeks to go when they stopped. But That's remember, right. what they did, unlike the NBA, is they stopped, They ended their regular season and they moved the teams around appropriately the way they felt they should and set up the playoffs instead of having what the NBA is going to do to try to play those last eight games. And we'll talk about them when we get to them. So the, the, this is my look at what I think is the way they're seated uh, you know, and ranked because it's, it's not clear because if you look, the point totals doesn't come out. But looking at who's playing who in the series, this is what I got. So it could be, I could be off, but we'll, we'll give it a try. The Bruins are number one for sure, and the top four is clear. Tampa Bay is second, Washington third, Philadelphia four. Then Pittsburgh five, Islanders six, Carolina seven, Toronto eight, Columbus nine, the Rangers 10, Florida 11, Montreal 12. That's the way I could figure out. And so we're going to go through the East because I've also got the schedule for their first games because, again, the round-robin games are to determine the 1, 2, 3, and 4 seed, and the playoff series are that 3 out of 5 that are starting on Saturday and Sunday and so forth. So we, we want to run these down for you because, unlike the NBA, which are still regular season games, these
these will be more significant right away. So you have Pittsburgh at Montreal. Uh, it would be one series. That would be five uh, Penguins against the five, 12 Canadians. The Islanders uh, have the sixth seed, we think, and they would be flan- paying, flan- paying, playing the Florida Man- Panthers. Why can't I say that? Six and 11. The Rangers at, at, uh, would be playing Carolina. Carolina would be seven. The Rangers, 10. Toronto and Columbus are the eight and nine seed. So on August 1st, on Saturday, we have the Rangers at Carolina at noontime. And remember, they will. The Eastern games will be played in Toronto. So the two bubbles that we talked about are in Toronto and Edmonton. So the Rangers will be at Carolina at noon. The Islanders will be at Florida at four, uh, in, and on Saturday, Montreal will be at Pittsburgh at eight. So there's your hockey night in Canada game, folks. There's your Canadians on TV on a Saturday night. August and remember, 1st, some yes. of these, Chris. Remember, some of these could be pushed back too, because they are not doing shootouts. These will play with with playoff overtime rules. Correct. That's why so they're you trying can have to a game that could go four hour hours. Between, yep, you're just that's to right. At least one hour between games if it goes over. Uh, probably when you have that in the college tournaments, like when the bean pot is here, half hour, 45 minutes, you could probably change. They scrape, they scrape the ice and the players have to warm up about 45 minutes. You could probably do it in 45 minutes if you have to, but we'll see what they, it might be an hour. You might be right. On the second Sunday, we have the flyers at the Bruins 3 PM. Now, the reason I say at, there is one important thing. Remember, everybody's going to be in Toronto, but there are line changes and you get to choose when you're the home team, uh, what the line changes are. So I assume because the Bruins are the one, They'll be home for all their round-robin games, and the two will be home for everybody against the Bruins and so forth. So there is a reason to say it this way. And, of course, then in the best three out of five, they'll go uh, third and fourth games will be the other way around with uh, Toronto being home and Pittsburgh, uh, uh, Montreal being home and Pittsburgh on the road. So we have Philadelphia and the Bruins 3 p.m. on Sunday the 2nd. We have Columbus and Toronto at 8 p.m. on Sunday. And then on the 3rd, the last uh, pairing we have to see or the last uh, round-robin game – Washington at Tampa Bay, and that's 4 p.m. So you're going to get, you know, um, mid to late afternoon hockey on weekdays. And the Carolina Rangers at game two will be at noon on on Monday. So well, there you and, go. And, and remember, and remember, far. like the, like we told you, the guy on JT the Brick said the other day, you could have hockey early in the day and well into the late night hours. You will, yeah. and you'll see that when we get to the West. So that's right. Here's, here's what's going on in Edmonton and the the rankings, as I understand them. To be, be St. Louis number one, Colorado number two, Vegas Golden Knight three, and Dallas number four. They are the round robin teams that are fighting for that top seed one, two, three, four. The ones that are qualifying would be Edmonton five, Nashville six, Vancouver seven, Winnipeg eight, Calgary nine, Minnesota ten, Arizona eleven. We'll talk about them later because it's a strange deal with these guys. And Chicago twelve. Yes, the Blackhawks did make it. They were not in the playoffs when the season ended, but uh, to, to set this up, they, they did get in. So the the 12 Chicago team will be playing Edmonton, the five seed. We have Arizona, uh, meaning Nashville. We have Minnesota and Vancouver. And I think our 8-9 series is Calgary and Winnipeg. And, so, and Arizona made news today, by the way. They did. I just said that. We'll get to that when we finish here. So okay. in the West, the schedule for the games, uh, the, the first uh, bunch of games, at uh, on the on the first, we're going to have Chicago at Edmonton at 3 p.m. So you'll be able, if you don't like what's going with the Rangers game, and uh, the hockey games basically get over. If there's no overtime, they're over in about 245 to three hours. This may work just fine. You can go to that Blackhawks game right away, 3 p.m. Then you 
have Calgary at Winnipeg at 10.30 p.m. on uh, <laughs> on Saturday night, which, again, sets up your hockey night in Canada. That's a very typical schedule. You have a game at, uh, like, you know, what? Uh, well, this is going to be 8. You well, no, seven no, and normally, uh, normally hockey night in Canada, the doubleheader on Saturday is 7 and 10, but right. this is going to be 8 and 10.30. 8 and 10.30, correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. On the 2nd, we have Arizona at Nashville. That will be 2 p.m. Eastern time. We have uh, Colorado at uh, St. Louis. They're, they're actually, they're starting funny. They're starting with the top two in their round robin, but it doesn't matter really. And that would be at uh, 6.30 p.m. And then the late game is Minnesota and Vancouver. That's going to be at 10.30 p.m. And so you see, you can have hockey till about 1 in the morning if you want. Uh-huh. Start at yeah. noon or something. Right. And on the third, on Monday, we have Dallas at the Vegas Golden Knights, the other round robin game at 6.30 p.m. Now, I assume what they're going to do with the round robins is they're, they're going to probably try to get, because their best advisors are probably going to get everybody to play every other day, which they usually do during the playoffs. Round robin yep. might be more spread out to every three days. And, hey, yeah. they should get an advantage for being in that top four anyway. So that's, that's fine. This is a qualifying right. round. And, and the, uh, the games will be on NBC, NBC Sports Network, USA, and CNBC. That is mm-hmm. correct. And you know, as I understand it, too, though, your local, uh, at least in the first round, your local Fox Sports or whatever you have, yep. they yeah, are NBC allowed Sports to show Fox these games. Right. And yeah. going actually probably into, well, I don't know about the days of the week or how that's going to work. Usually in hockey, that should go down to the round of eight as well, because usually the, the first round games are shown. You know, these qualifying games should be, and I think the next round would be as well, uh, should be on your yeah. local. Well, I, wonder, I, wonder, Chris, I wonder, Chris, with, when you say St. Louis and Colorado, I wonder if the Blues, maybe since they were the top seed, did they have their choice? Would you rather play the toughest team early or play maybe. the tougher team later? You know, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't yeah. know, but the Bruins are, are, Flyers are four, and they're playing, that's kind of what I expected, one and four, two and three to start, well, you know, it's round round, you're going to play everybody anyway, but I didn't right. know, but I was surprised, and then, yeah, they may have had a choice, you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, Robert, you want to talk about Arizona? Yeah, and uh, this this doesn't make any sense to me because this guy was was building a good team. Uh, John Chaka has uh, left uh, the general manager's job in Phoenix, and former Chicago Blackhawk Steve Sullivan is taken over on an interim basis. And I don't understand this move. I don't know. I don't know if there's some behind the scenes behind the scenes stuff because uh, Arizona had a good hockey team this year. He put together a good team. Of course, the NHL is a salary cap league, and of course, a lot of people don't like to go play in Arizona because Arizona is one of those markets where people don't show up for hockey. But uh, he actually put a good product on the ice this year, and for whatever reason, he's out. So, and okay. I, I don't I don't know the circumstances. And we have. Have a new hockey team that is going to. They were going to start in 2020, 2021, but they're now going to go for the 21-22 season. Yeah. And they are the Seattle Kraken, and people have been cracking jokes about this for all yeah. for all week. I, 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 I don't get it. I just K R A K R A K E N is a is a sea monster, mythical sea monster from of Norse origin, from you know over Norway, Denmark, all that. And they apparently believe in them or had stories in their heritage in the North Great Northwest out there around the Seattle yeah, area. Their version of Bigfoot or the Chupacabra. <coughs> and, you know, so they, the fans pushed for this. Yeah, yeah uh, so. but I, I could see the arena being called the Crack House. Yeah, they'll be the Crack that. House. Uh, they'll be, uh, they'll yeah. tell the, the teams to get cracking, you know, when, they, when yeah. they're not doing well. Uh, yeah. 
and uh, cracking a lot of jokes, as I say. So I just, that was the yeah. news in the NHL this yeah. week. Uh-huh. So now going to the NBA. So again, we're going to have eight regular season games. They're going to start on Thursday. We don't even know. We've been asking Miss A random games because we haven't really got a, a handle we on know when the they are. Games start at twelve thirty p.m. Eastern on NBA TV, but we don't know a lot of the games all day. So basically, you're going to have games all day because they're using three courts. They're right. using three courts for these games. Now, I heard an exhibition game with the Celtics today against the uh, Phoenix, and it sounded like a high school gym. So it was kind of cool. It wasn't like this e- echoey thing, and, and you could... Yeah, that's it, what it, they are. They're basically high school gyms. If it sounded like that, Chris, it sounded very much like what the Creighton and St. John's game sounded like in the Big East <laughs> tournament, where, you know, when they had no fans. It's That's exactly it no what it sounded it like. It did. Now, the good thing about hockey and basketball is there's more. You, you get a little sound in baseball, but not as much. Hockey and basketball, there's new sneakers and the ball and the, you know, and they got the skates and all this stuff. It's going to be pretty cool. Now, they had minimal, not really crowd noise. They had kind of music and sort of background yeah. stuff going, but they didn't, at least today, on today's feed, they didn't really have crowd noise. They said they're getting a delay on the sound that you hear somehow with the for language. So, uh, you know, they somehow think that the NBA players might swear. I don't know where they heard that, but... I, why would they think possible. such thing? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway... So the, uh, there's some kind of delay. Uh, Sean and uh, Max were talking about that today. But, again, I don't know where they were, and I didn't hear the beginning of the game, so I don't know whether they're home or, or, or what they're doing. But, anyway, we'll find out about that as we go along. So the story is allegedly none of the radio crews are there, but that, that's what we hear. But we don't or know. T- yeah, or, TV, or, or TV. Radio or TV crews. So we'll, yeah, we'll see. Maybe they're in their homes. Maybe they're in the studio. But they sounded like, two, Max, they might have been in two different places, but I can't tell. But, anyway, so we're going to read you the standings as of where we were at the end of uh, play on March 11th, and some of these teams yeah. are like uh, you look at it and you say, okay, why are they here? We'll, we'll get to one. Well, and remember, before we start, the East has nine teams going. The West has 13 because Correct. they're taking the top 22, and yep. teams that are within four and a half to six games of yep. playoff contention. So you have Milwaukee at 53 and 12. And then you have Toronto at 46 and 18. So now we've got eight games left. So we basically know if Toronto wins all their games, they'd be up to 54. If the Bucks win two games, they'd be to 55. So the magic number for the Bucks to clinch number one is two. So they're going to clinch number one, and they can goof around the rest of the time and play who they want. And you know, other people are going to be fighting for uh, spots, but they're not going to be. So they Toronto probably won't do that though, Chris, because they want to get their players in shape. I would imagine they yeah. do, but they can they can do it differently than you know. They're not going to be all out. That's, cor- that's correct. So they could do it where they're getting to play 30 minutes instead of 40 minutes, you know. So Toronto 46 and 18, number two. Celtics 43 and 21, number three. We have Miami at 41 and 24 in fourth place. So you can see there's going to be some fighting around in there. Indiana 39, 26 for five. Philadelphia 39, 26 is in sixth. Or that's what, it, you know, they were tied anyway. Brooklyn uh, 30 and 34 is seven. The Orlando team is 30 and 35 for eight. So will they make their playoffs in in their own building? Well, they probably will because the mystery guest is the Washington uh, Wizards at 24 and 40. So, yes, I suppose they could win. Uh, I don't even know why they're there because, they well, yeah, okay, they could win 32 games, and Orlando and, and them have only won 30. So, yeah, that's why they're there. They, so anybody who had a mathematical chance to be in the playoffs is there. The ones that are not in the East, and we won't give their records, but, you know, <clears throat> Charlotte, Chicago, Knicks, Detroit, 
um, Atlanta and the wonderful Cleveland Cavaliers. So oh, that nice. and, we do, and we do have some Knicks news, Chris, that I yeah, will give yeah, you yeah, when I you get just, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, go ahead with the Knicks news. Why, okay, why Tom Thibodeau is apparently going to be the next coach of the New York Knicks. That broke yesterday. Oh, yep. good. Five-year well, deal. Good coach. Five-year good coach. Oh. All right. In the West, we have the Lakers at 49 and 14, the Clippers <coughs> at 44 and 20, and they're going to now these games are going to pick up with where they were on March 12th. So they're going to be playing because that's who was going to play the TNT doubleheader that night was going to be the Celtics at, uh, at Milwaukee at eight o'clock and the Clippers um, and Lakers playing at 10:30, I think it was. So that they're going to pick up this weekend. They're not going to be uh, they're going to be on different nights. So the Lakers are playing Thursday and Celtics and Bucks playing Friday, but they're going to play those games. That's the order that the eight games are going to be. And if somebody's not in the bubble, like if you were supposed to play the Knicks, you move to the next team that is in the bubble. So yeah, you play different. your next eight. You play your next eight games on the schedule, and it skips over a team if they're not there. Right. right. So and, and this Lou and this Lou Williams. Am I correct, Sean? He's a Clipper. Yes, yes, yes. yes, so, yes. He, so, so he may be. So he may very well be hurting his team. But we'll talk about him in a minute. He, he is. He is. Okay. <laughs> Lakers forty nine and fourteen. Clippers forty four and twenty. Denver forty three and twenty two. Utah forty one and twenty three. Oklahoma City forty and twenty four. Houston forty and twenty four. Dallas at seven at forty and twenty seven. Memphis at eight. And there's a big drop between that. That top seven is you know in some order they're they're in the playoff <clears throat> because Memphis is thirty two and thirty three. But then we have the teams that are here because they do have somewhat of a chance. Portland at 29 and 37. New Orleans at 28 and 36. They don't have great chances, but they've got somewhat. Sacramento, 28 and 36. San Antonio, 27 and 36. Phoenix, 26 and 39. The teams that are not there are Minnesota and Golden State. Yeah. And, that's and I, great. Think that's if, that's I think if the league could have oh. their way, they would like to see Zion get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And basically what will happen, your top seven seeds, those will all, they will go on, they will wait. But, it, but if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed at the end of the eight games, they will play a you know, little series where they have to win two games, but the eighth seed only has to win one. I don't think yeah, the East is going to have that problem. I think I don't think the East will either. No. No, no. And remember, they, they had Bradley Beal and so forth decide they wasn't going to go, and now you can see why. Because it's fuel. And then they, what do they get to do next? They play the Bucks. So whatever. You know, I mean, it was kind of silly. They're there, and they were, they were like, yeah, well, who was the vice presidential candidate that time uh, with Rossboro? Why am I here? I yeah, think that's why? what the, you know, that's what the, what the Wizards are saying at this point. Right. So, okay. So, Lou Williams, what did he do lately? Um, oh, boy. <laughs> All right, Lou Williams was granted a leave of absence to go to a funeral back in Atlanta. But apparently while he was back in Atlanta, he decided to go out. And he originally denied it. He denied that he went out. But a photo appeared on Instagram of him at the Magic City Strip Club. And he was there, and it looked very dark, looked very... But his quote is, I was there to get some wings. So, But Lou Williams is quarantined because of this for 10 days. So he's going to miss the first two games for the Clippers. Now, this Magic City Strip Club, apparently it's a place that Lou Williams frequents because there is a wing platter known as the Lou Will uh, Peppered uh, Barbecue Wing Plate. Something lemon-peppered barbecue wing plate. Okay. 
Oh, look at Lou. He's on wing two. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, Lou's got the wing plate on. Hey, he's got the Lou Will. When you got, you know, you're something. When you don't even play in that town, you're, but yeah. you're from there, and you got a you got a player yeah, named. So, that. so he's on the Clippers, as we mentioned, and he's also, from what I heard on the exhibition game with uh, with uh, Sean and, and Mac, he's also losing one hundred fifty thousand dollars because yes, he's he losing his game checks. That's right. Yeah. Mm. So this was a, uh, you know, the, the most expensive wings we've uh, we know. Of, uh, in yeah, yeah. And, we, and we keep what? telling we and we this is what we tell you the guys they really the NBA players probably more than any other so far have really been trying to get out of the bubble if they could yeah, uh, yeah. because they have other things on their mind besides wins that's correct they do they do. But the yep. thing is, I think once the games start, they'll settle down a little bit. I think there'll be a rhythm to it. Now it's exhibition. Who who cares about exhibition in uh, July? I think once the games start and then when you get the playoffs, I think that's going to be – I think it'll work out okay. And also, you, you know, a few of them as time goes on, things will get a little bit better. But I think, again, having the bubble is the best deal for, for hockey and basketball. I think they're going to you know, do fine. I, I think yeah. baseball, we're going to have to go day by day and see what happens. We but are. Then here's, and, and, here's, football, and football is a whole nother matter. That's right. Now we're going to do some NFL notes next because uh, we, we had a few things happen in the NFL this week. Yes. Um, the owners have agreed to, to cancel the preseason games, even though they do need the try, dry runs and all that other stuff. And uh, so the medical staff said it wouldn't be advisable. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, now what's uh, uh, Sean, you had a kind of a schedule on how then the players and, and the uh, owners then agreed on, on the uh, health protocol. Yeah, so, they agreed on the protocol. Okay. Jay, they're going to be tested every day, but when they come in day one is testing two and three is going to be testing virtual meetings. Day four, testing physicals. Day five and six is uh, going to be testing virtual meetings. Seven through 15 is going to be strength and conditioning. Then day 16, it goes into actual practice. Mm-hmm. And, and and they're going to, you know, they've come to agreements that uh, however many planes, buses, they have to take places, they will do it. If team if teams allow fans in the stadium, they will be required to wear masks. So. Well, we yeah. know that we know. According to Gavin Newsom, there will be no fans in California. That is right. correct, and and also a couple and, other notes that came out of this: the uh, training camp rosters are normally at ninety. They've been reduced to eighty, and the practice squads this year go from ten to sixteen. And the, okay. the rookies are already there. The quarterbacks and injured players are already there for all teams. And this Tuesday, they, they everybody else shows up. Tomorrow they show up for the Texans and the Chiefs. But on Tuesday, so everybody else shows up. Yeah, basically then they got delayed about what I predicted, which was about a week. Because they were all going to show up last week, I think, weren't they, on those days? No, no, they were scheduled for the 28th. Yeah. Were they? Okay. Yeah. I thought, okay. Yes, yeah, so, is normal. Now yeah. they said they said that there could be scrimmages with nearby teams if they if the teams wanted to do yeah. that I guess right yes so now we had a story that we we didn't really uh, settle I don't think we have gotten the name of Julie Donaldson uh, for the oh well, that's right we have the Washington football team they are no longer the Redskins yes, as right. we know they're not the NFL team they're not a, a club they're the, they're the Washington football team this year because they wouldn't have had time to get anything going for any kind of marketing and the guy is holding the, the guy is holding up the team's names that they want correct yeah that, that lawyer who, who copyrighted all those names 
he's holding a lot of this up. He so, wants yeah. them to give to Native American causes and there's some other well, things. That's what he, he wants money is what he wants. Right. But anyway, I don't care what he, he says. Yeah. But anyway, so then, so we had this name surfaced and uh, it wasn't familiar to us and, and I, we were not confirmed, at least the last I heard about this, but there's a Julie Donaldson that's going to be involved with the, with the uh, Washington football team's Correct. broadcast and that we think she's going to be the voice of the team on the radio. That's what I have. That? That's what I have heard. She's going to be so, in the booth at least. She's going to be in the booth, and she'll be the first woman in the booth in radio because the Christy Scales, a lot of them remember they're on the sidelines. Yeah, and the their, their sideline the reporter is Doc Walker, so you know they don't need a sideline reporter. That's what he does. So yeah, so you know, I think least. she probably is going to be play-by-play. Yeah, from what I keep hearing, she's supposed to be the play-by-play voice. So okay, we'll see. Um, and that you now she might be fine. We don't know anything about her, so we'll we'll see. Give her a, a listen, and and you know sometimes these people uh, improve. Like the guy from the Saints got better, and then the guy from the Colts for the first couple of weeks wasn't too good. But you know, hey, she couldn't be worse I think than the tough. I think the tough thing for her, though, is I would think if you're going to undertake that kind of a responsibility, I would certainly want at least one preseason yeah. game to, to, yeah. to work out the kinks. That's yeah. True. So we have uh, one player who is not playing in the NFL, and you know we've had a lot of other people who had health concerns, but this is for a good reason. We have the Canadian doctor, the offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, and he is not going to play because Tardif, I should say, <clears throat> he is not going to play because he is a doctor and he is treating and available to treat people with the virus. Now Canada is doing well, but hey, they need their medical people on call in case uh, things start to flare up up there. And so. he were a who he were. Works in a hospital in Montreal, and mm-hmm. uh, he's doing regular rotations. And he said, "Yes, he would love to defend his Super Bowl title, but he said I have to win a championship that's more important over this virus." So good for so, him. Yeah. Good for him. Good yeah. for him. And I have a feeling somewhere along the way, uh, like we have the Pat Tillman Awards and stuff, I think something's going to be named for this guy because that's really a cool thing that he's doing. Uh, another kind of humanitarian thing or something. The NFL contract. will do. Kansas City said he will be back when this is, you know, next season. It's not, right. You know. Yeah. Are they going to uh, are they going to not pay him or are they going to do it in the first? He won't choice? be paid, but he won't honoring. be paid. No. Okay. All right. Yeah. We had a trade today or yesterday. I yesterday, say. Jamal Adams, the safety for the Jets. Apparently, uh, he's been not wanting to stay there. So oh, he's, he's been he's been whining for a couple of months about. Okay. Well, yeah, he's been whining for a while. Yeah. So he's going to go to Seattle for a uh, f- uh, with a fourth round pick to get a uh, two ones and a three. Right, and, and also also uh, the Jets picked up another safety in the deal, but I don't remember his name. So. Okay, and he and said I'll... he wanted to go to any playoff team or uh, Dallas is the way he put it. So he's going yeah. to Seattle. So, yeah. And I will say this about the NFL with their stuff, the way they're coming back with all of this. They got this done in two days. Baseball, they could have been already playing. Look at what they did. Just look and at they, the NFL did not negotiate in the news media. No, no, they did. No, nope, they didn't. So just uh, for the, 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 the brief uh, Twitter storm there the, of the players, yeah. that that's all they did. You know. Yeah, the the NHL in, and the NBA and the NFL did it the way you're supposed to. Major League Baseball did not. So yeah. basically, I think the rest of the things about uh, in this section of the show have to do with the different high schools and what they're talking about and and every all well, of our state you know, pronouncements. When, yeah, but and before we get to that, let's let's talk about the high schools and then we'll get to college here. But right. I, I can give you a statistic. 
Um, Iowa, of course, has kind of been the guinea pig. We've had baseball and softball this summer, and uh, both state tournaments are underway this upcoming week. And mm-hmm. the it's really gone pretty well. I was hearing an interview with someone from the Iowa High School Athletic Association, which is what does the boys um, things. And he said both the boys and the girls are pretty proud of the way things went. The kids did what they needed to do. Coaches did what they needed to do. The fans, you know, accepted the thing, you know, the things that were put on them. And he said, in a lot of ways, he said, I thought we would have more problems, but I think we had 350 or 60 teams. There were a few that elected not to play at all, but 360 teams. And I think he said that only about 15 or 20, maybe 30 at the tops were affected by having to, to stop their season. That is actually pretty good. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the, and he said, you, the, the rule, unfortunately, he said, if one person tests positive, that does it for the whole team. So okay. he said, it's really even lower than, than that many teams. It's just, you know, one person gets it. Now, football is going to be a little bit different. Obviously, there's going to be more people involved. They are cutting the schedule from nine games to five, six or seven games. And the whole state makes the playoffs this year. Hey, hey. Yeah. So they're having okay. expanded playoffs, too. So uh, state of California. On, yeah, California. Go ahead. California, what they're doing, they're delaying all fall sports until December or January. This includes high school football. The CIF, California Interscholastic Federation, and there are already players saying, hmm, do, they made commitments to colleges saying, do I play my season or I just go and enroll in whatever college I'm going to go to? Because, you know, you can do that in the spring. You can graduate in December, and a lot of players do that. And they're the second largest governing body of high school athletics in the in the country. Texas Association of Private and Parochial Schools, they're going to start the first week of October. The University Interscholastic League here in Texas, which governs about 1,400 high schools, now, they do not just govern athletics. They govern, govern athletics, band, cheerleading, dance competition, debate, all that stuff. They govern everything. So it's all under. They are going to do what they, the two big classes, 5A and 6A, will be delayed until the week of September 21st. So that 24th and 25th, Thursday and Friday, they will start games. They will start practice September 7th. The uh, lower classes, 1A through 4A, will start as scheduled on the week of you know August 27th, 28th. They start practice on August 3rd. The reasoning for this is because 4A and below are usually in rural areas. A lot of them are in rural areas where your 5A and 6A are in your Austin, Dallas, Houston, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Corpus Christi, the Rio Grande Valley, Lubbock, Amarillo, El Paso, those places. Now, there are 4A schools that are affected. They're in some of those, especially in the Rio Grande Valley. There's a few in Dallas County, some in Austin, in the suburbs that are affected. But they're working with them on maybe how they can do that, and maybe they have games against 5A, but they are doing it. Florida is waiting. They still have not decided anything yet. Florida is not. Well, Massachusetts said that uh, all I heard, and I didn't hear about, didn't have all the practice dates or anything. They said no games will occur until uh, the 14th of September. Now, what's happening, or in any sport, now what's happening here is, and what, I don't know what that will do to the length of football season, but what's happening for school, uh, just the way schools are going to be open or not, every city and town, every school district has to send their plan to the state by the end of the month, in other words, the end of this coming week, then they will 
be reviewed and you know approved or whatever. So they're gonna, and then I think they'll probably do an overall look at it. I don't think you're gonna see like the whole state open or the yeah. whole state closed. And I assume well, what they're Texas, saying in these high schools is that even if you're uh, online, you can still play, right? That's what Texas is saying. They're saying you can play online, and they all here in Texas they have waived the rule also about Friday night games being on TV right. before they could. Okay. And our last miscellaneous note, Robert has a big boxing announcement. He's very well, excited. Well, before we get to the boxing, we should probably hit the college football before, you know, while we're well, in the football. And really, and really it's, pretty, it's pretty simple. This week, mm-hmm. we would expect to hear from the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 as to what they're going to do. The most likely what I am hearing is they're going to try to get 10 games in. You know, each of those conferences are going to try to play 10 games. And we'll, you know, we'll see from there. But this and week, they're, they're we should start hearing the, we should start hearing news from those conferences. They're talking about the nine games in conference and the plus one. And right. So that way, you can keep your state rivalries like your Kentucky, Louisville, or no, Georgia, get Georgia, Notre Dame and uh, the Notre Dame's being counted. Yeah, Notre Dame would play. Yeah, Notre Dame would play the six ACC and maybe four others, and then the SEC, ACC, because they would all pick up. And I think what they're, I think what I'm hearing too, Sean, is they may give you the ability if you. You want to the nine plus one and they may let you play even an additional if you know that would be up to the school yeah that's going to be up to the school that's what I'm mm-hmm. okay so robert we're going to have uh, two fight names i mean they're not great fighters anymore but they're gonna they, we, we know who they are tell us what they're going yeah, to yeah they, they used to be great fighters and uh in this reporter's opinion this is absolutely ridiculous but 54 year old mike tyson is scheduled to fight 51-year-old Roy Jones Jr. in an eight-round exhibition that will be live on pay-per-view Saturday, September 12th. They're actually going to make a pay-per-view card out of this. Um, and, of course, with them being the main event. And they're going. Uh, I heard that uh, Nate Robinson... The former NBA player is going to be in a fight on one of the on in one of the undercard fights. Oh, wow. um, um, I've heard he's a pretty good boxer. This this, this whole thing, uh, if you want to watch a circus, you know, go ahead and waste your money. But I really hope Texas LSU is playing that night. Um, I, I I'm telling you what, um, I I'm not going to waste my time or money on this because. Um, the, uh, there's a there's other legitimate pay-per-views that I might be interested in purchasing later on in the year, but I'm, you know, other than having to talk about this, and I've already been on a couple of podcasts. I did that yesterday, um, you know. Uh, except for when I got to talk about this, I could care I, I could care less about this. I, I, okay. This is this is a disgrace. Roy Jones has never officially retired. He's constantly been going from state to state trying to get boxing licenses, and he uh, has been getting denied. But the state of California is going to allow, allow this fight to occur in Carson with no fans. You know, okay. so uh, uh, this this whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. They're gonna, are they going to fight at that Chargers old stadium? Is that yeah, the, yeah at the yeah at the D <clears throat> Health uh, whatever it's called. The, okay, they they have a boxing outdoor arena that they use that's on the same complex where that soccer soccer stadium is. Right, and um, okay. good luck. I I this is a joke. Okay, well, now we get to our section of the uh, the show with the death, and I counted there were seven this week, and uh, so here we go. We have and we, and we, and 
we have this day in history also, so stay tuned. We will forever. have that after. We always we always end with that. We want to yeah. keep everybody tuned. And, uh, you I know. know. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jack Michalagi. Now, I don't remember this guy, and I should because we played for the Flyers and stuff, and, and you know, in this part of the country, sometimes I don't know the Western Conference players, but I don't remember this guy. But anyway, I, there's a lot of them that I don't remember on this one. But Jack Michalagi, I'm going to say it that way. It's hard to tell. He was 68 years old. He played in the juniors and the minors from 70 through 74. Then he went to Philadelphia from 74 through 77. So I assume he was on the 75 uh, Stanley Cup team. That is uh, uh, that, 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 yeah, David part didn't of the, say that, but he part should have been of, on part that of the team. Broad, part of the Broad, Broad Street, Street Bullies. Bullies yep. yeah. And uh, that team that beat Buffalo, the second Stanley Cup they won, he should have been on there. Vancouver, 77 through 79. Uh, back with the Flyers, 79 and 80. And then the Whalers, the Hartford Whalers from 80 through 82. <clears throat> he played in 393 games. One of the reasons I don't remember him is he only scored 11 goals in 393 <laughs> games. Yeah. 36 assists. So he's a defensive defenseman. Uh, maybe, 000... he, maybe, maybe he was on there for his fisticuffs. Uh, he must Chris. have been because yeah. he was in the, in the sin bin for 1,102 minutes in yeah. 393 games. So that, that's yeah. a pretty good. That's at least a two-minute penalty per game and, you know, enough fighting uh, majors as well. That's and then, correct. Uh, okay. Then he was an assistant coach for Vancouver, probably teaching them how to fight, 84 <laughs> through 91. The head of the top uh, – uh, minor league uh, for Vancouver from 91 through 98, then assistant in 90, 99 through 06 in Vancouver again, and then he was a scout uh, until 07, an assistant in Philadelphia 07 to 09, and then a uh, Philadelphia scout from 11 through 2020 when he just died now, yeah. and he okay. died of cancer. Okay, then we have Carlton Hasselrig. I remember this guy, 54 years old. Uh, he went to Johnstown, University of uh, Pittsburgh at Johnstown, which I didn't even know existed. And he was a great college wrestler. He was, uh, he, apparently they had a thing at the time where even if you were in a Division two or three school, you could uh, wrestle in Division one. And he was uh, beating the big guys in Division one and stuff. stuff. He had six NCAA titles. He was, uh, uh, he was uh, let's see. I'm, I'm not uh, seeing what this is. Back then, okay. they didn't have divisions for college wrestling. Back right. Uh, he's That's in the Pittsburgh uh, University of Pittsburgh Johnstown Hall of Fame. His uh, wrestling uh, record was 143-2-1. That is not bad. 122 in a row at one point. And, but, then, and the thing is, though, Chris, we don't tie anymore in wrestling. No. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. No, we, we play. You go overtime, and then you eventually get a winner. So you don't okay. anymore. We don't have ties. He uh, had started at Lock Haven, Universe, uh, Lock Haven University to play football, but then he dropped out and went to back to his hometown, Johnstown. And then, uh, so he then he didn't uh, and he hurt his hand too, I think, when he was playing football there. But he was drafted by the Steelers. So he was such an athlete. He was the twelfth round in '89. He was drafted. He played with the Steelers from '89 through '93. Then the Jets in '95. Uh, he was out in '94 because he had some drug uh, issues and so forth. And then uh, he had two. Reception, uh, two uh, recovered fumbles, and uh, he was a, a Pro Bowler in the in '92, and then he uh, started 47 of 68 games that he played in. in In '95, he was suspended for drugs, and then he was in uh, various problems for quite a while, in in and out of jail. He started to uh, he then in um, '08 went into the uh, MMA and did wrestling in there, and he was three and two in the MMA. And he died of natural causes. But he had a real um, up-and-down life. But he was quite an athlete and, uh, you know, uh, did sort of get his life together to get himself to the point where he could be in the MMA. So that was good. 
We have Bob Sib- Sebra or Sebra. I don't remember this pitcher either. Sebra. Uh, Sebra? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. He was 58. He played for uh, the Rangers in 85, and then Montreal, 86 through 87. Philadelphia, 88 through 89. Cincinnati in 89. Milwaukee in 90. And uh, we got to hear uh, he, he <laughs> we got to hear his last pitch because what happened was David USF found on YouTube a fight that happened on <clears throat> June 30th, 1990, between the Seattle Mariners and the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. And he hit uh, Tracy Jones, and everybody headed for the mound. And it was a very long thing. It was like a 10-minute fight, one of the classic baseball fights. Uh, that Bob Uecker, who was doing the call, said, this is not a typical baseball waltz. This is a real fight. <laughs> he pitched in, in 94 games. Uh, he had 52 starts. He was uh, 15 and 29, so you can see why he bounced around a little bit. He had a 4.71 ERA, 281 strikeouts, and then uh, seven complete games. And then, uh, let's see. He had two uh, shutouts and two saves in his career, and he was in the minors uh, in seventy uh, in the minor leagues when he pitched. He was seventy-seven fifty-one, so he was kind of a triple A pitcher, really. Uh, Three point eight one ERA, eight hundred fifty-one strikeouts in the minor league, and then uh, I just told you about that fight on uh, June thirtieth of uh, nineteen ninety, and uh, the benches cleared, and uh, a lot of people were thrown thrown out, and uh, he, it was his last pitch. He uh, died from multiple for organ failure after a year in the ICU. So that's a long, that's a tough struggle. Yep. Steve, well, okay. Now I'll give you this name, Bill. Remember I told you we were going to put you on the spot. B-O-U-C-H-I-E. I'd say Bushy. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's close enough. I okay. think that's uh, close enough, Chris. <laughs> All right. Well, he died. He was 59 years old. He was Indiana Mr. Basketball in 1979. They mentioned some of the folks who were also, including Oscar Robertson and, you know, so uh, all kinds of guys that uh, had great careers. Larry Bird was not Mr. Basketball, apparently. He wasn't on that list. But anyway, uh, he played for the Indiana Hoosiers from 79 through 83. That meant he was in the uh, 81 championship game for Bob Knight. He was... Uh, as I said, Mr. Basketball, and, and uh, he was drafted in '83 uh, by the Detroit Pistons, but then he he was cut, and uh, before the season, then he went to Italy for a year before he had a hand injury, which uh, cut down his career. And he, in '09, he was uh, inducted in the Indiana State Hall of Fame uh, for basketball, and he died of a heart attack. So, 59 years old. Okay, then we have uh, we have John Blake. 59 also uh he was a defensive line coach for dallas in 93 and 95 and the head coach for oklahoma uh in 96 through 98 university or o- o- ou oklahoma university. <laughs> right and he replaced him because uh and by this guy this guy had two super bowl rings from those uh, dallas years but they replaced him because he was 12 and 22, and that's yeah, not an yeah. Oklahoma record. No. Not good at all. You, you, no. can't do, you can't do that kind of thing in Oklahoma. That, no. that don't cut it. No, he was not very good at all. <laughs> okay. And he, he uh, he uh, brought, brought in, though, more than half. He was a, quite a recruiter and brought in more than half of the 2,000 starters who uh, went on to win the national championship for Bob Stoops. And uh, Blake claimed that uh, Troy Aikman was a racist to his black players, and the, all, all the black players and all the Cowboys defended him, so that kind of blew him out of the water in Dallas. He kind of out, yeah. out wore his welcome. Uh, and but, but it was a different time, you know. They could all say that nowadays, if you don't know how that would have come out. But anyway, that's the way yeah. it was back then. He 
was the uh, Tulsa tight ends and wide receivers coach, 87 and 88. <clears throat> defensive line, def- <laughs> excuse me, defense line coach for Oklahoma, 89. Linebackers coach, uh, I think in Oklahoma, uh, 90 through 92. Again, we did the defensive line for Dallas through uh, 93, 95. Head for Oklahoma, 96, 98. Defensive line coach, Mississippi State, 03. So you see he had to kind of hang out after that 12 and 22 thing kind of took his luster away. Defensive line coach, Nebraska, 04 through 06. Defensive line, defensive line coach, North Carolina, 07 through 10. Defensive line for the Buffalo Bills in 16, another long layoff. He died of a heart attack. Yeah. We, we had Stan Hindman, 76 years old, played for Old Miss. And from 63 through 65, he was an All-American in 65 and an SEC player uh, on the All-SEC team. He was the 11th pick for the uh, San Francisco 49ers in the 66 draft. He played for them from 66 through 74. He started 37 of 76 games. He was a defensive lineman, and he recovered two fumbles and one interception for a touchdown, one of those, you know, you know, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling touchdowns, I guess. Uh, and he ended up being an architect, got his master's in architecture, and uh, that's what he uh, finished up his career doing. No cause of death was given for him. And by the way, Chris, not- I don't remember him because I wasn't alive back then. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah you're, you're off the hook then, Perry. That's fine. Uh, Nazim Richardson. Here's maybe somebody that Robert can talk about once we get through all this here. Yep. He was 55 years old. He was a trainer for Bernard Hopkins and Sugar Can- <laughs> Sugar Shane Mosley. Yep. And in 0- uh, he had a stroke in 07, and then he uh, he came back, though, to work with Mosley, and uh, who beat, uh, what is he, Antonio Margarito, I guess he beat? That, that's correct. And then, but he lost to uh, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. That, that's then, correct. But the big thing, I guess, he was uh, his claim to fame, his big moment in boxing, was he found out that Margarito was cheating with uh, some stuff in his gloves, uh, some stuff you're not supposed to have, like that, hard that, stuff in that, your gloves. That is correct. And see, that's one of the advantages of actually buying a pay-per-view because, uh, and they don't normally do this, but the media must have got wind that there was a story going to happen because they immediately took all the cameras into that dressing room and Richards, you could you could hear him pointing out, uh, hey, he's got cement in his gloves, mm-hmm. you know, plaster of Paris. And uh, they actually cut off his uh, right glove and found the plaster of Paris in his right glove, so they had to cut the left glove off, and they found the same thing in there. It's, apparently, Margarito, throughout his career, had been going and using the plaster of Paris, and that's how he built up such a good record. And But nobody had ever caught him doing that. And Richardson, was a, he's the one that, that makes it responsible now. When you have a big fight, the other trainer is allowed to go into the the other fighters dressing room to watch how how their hands are wrapped and things like that and it's up to them now to to uh, spot anything illegal matter of fact that fight got delayed that night and because we all those of us that bought the pay-per-view we got to see the whole thing happen live and they had to redo his hands and tape it and all this. And when he came out, uh, you know, uh, it, it turned out to be a good fight. But you could tell Margarito, whenever he threw a punch, he didn't hurt anybody anymore. Yeah. And well, that, most, there you go. 
Yeah, Mosley took advantage of it and basically ended Antonio Margarita's career. Well, that's a good rule, and you know that's the kind of thing that should have happened, you know, fifty, sixty, seventy years ago when boxing was really yeah. uh, in its heyday. But you know, it just uh, they just didn't put it in. But that's a good rule. Yeah. Okay. So that's it for the death this week, and now we have the this day in history. A lot of golf. If you like golf, stay tuned uh, <laughs> because we have many many golf terms. We have a little baseball, but mostly golf. Yeah. On July twentieth in fifty eight, we had the PGA, and that was run. Uh, that was the first one decided by stroke stroke play rather than match play for the PGA. Dow Finsterwald won it, and uh, that was his only major. And and then the British Open, we had uh, Tom Tom Watson won it in eighty, and that uh, let's see, we had. Uh, 3486. Oh, Greg Norman won it in uh, 86. Uh, that was his first one. In 97, Justin Leonard won, and that was his first British. 03, Ben Curtis won it, his first British. 08, it was Padraig Harrington for his second British in a row. He had won it in 07, and that'll come up later. In yep. 14, um, uh, Rory McElroy won it. In 15, Zach Johnson won it. And then in a, uh, a four-hole playoff, that's right, uh, against uh, – who, who did he beat here? Uh, oh, I don't have uh, who, who he beat in the playoffs. I don't have who he beat. I don't yeah. remember who that was. No. In 2011, Smokey Joe Wood, you hear about him all the time, uh, pitched a no-hitter for the uh, Red Sox. 1911. 1911. Huh, I yeah. do this all the time. <laughs> he, he pitched against uh, – I wish we had Smokey Joe. We could use Smokey Joe Wood right now, I'll tell you. Oh, man, yeah. they got smoked this weekend by the Orioles. Yeah. Smokey Joe pitched a no-hitter uh, against the uh, Browns in, in 1911. In 58, Jim Bunning pitched a no-hitter against the Red Sox for the Detroit Tigers at Fenway. And uh, Ted Williams was the last batter he faced to get that no-hitter, first game of a Sunday doubleheader. In 1970, Bill Singer, I think, he pitched a perfect game, right, over the Phillies? Uh, um, I don't know if that was a perfect game or not. Well, at least it was a no-hitter. Yeah. And in 76, Hank Aaron hit home run number 755, his last home run, uh, hit it for the Milwaukee Brewers. He was traded to Milwaukee. I, I'm not sure if he spent 75 and 76 there. I yeah, he, he did. no, after the 74 season in Atlanta, he uh, was traded to Milwaukee, and he played yep. 75 and 76. Yep, and uh, that's, that's it. And, uh, you know, have to put some fans in the seats in Milwaukee. And, of course, that was fine with him because he he had good good years in Milwaukee too, so it, was a, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, uh, he want, he basically wanted to retire where he where he started. Yeah, he know? wanted to. Yeah, it was a trade yeah. that he wanted. Yeah, yeah. July twenty first. Uh, I think it's all golf. PGA in fifty seven. We had Lionel A. Bear won it, and uh, two. Now this was the last match play. Two two one is, and now what that means is like nine and a half to you know. In other words, if you win, you're up by two with one to go. That's what that means. So it's like yeah. nine and a half to seven and a half. That's right. Uh, you know, three two would be. Three up with two to go. With, right. uh, and he beat Dow Finsterwald. Um, and so there you go. In 63, uh, Jack Nicholas won the PGA. In 68, Julius Boris won it over Arnold Palmer and, and, um, uh, Bob, Bob Charles in Bob the playoffs. Charles. Uh, 79, we go to the British. Seve Bayateros won that. And, uh, it was, uh, and then in 85, it was Sandy Lyle won his British Open. 91, it was, uh, Ian Baker Finch. I love that name. Yeah. 96, uh, Tom Lehman. 02, it was Ernie Ells. And he beat, let's see, Stuart Appleby and Steve Elkington in a playoff. Steve Elkington, yeah. And in 13, uh, 
Uh, Phil Mickelson got his fifth major in the British Open. So there you go. Yeah. On, on the 22nd, Wednesday of this past week, U.S. Uh, Open, there was a, uh, a Jim Barnes from Great Britain, I guess, who won it in 1921. So the, certainly the golf calendar has changed since those days. PGA, um, Gary Player won it in <laughs> 62. And then we go to British again, 84. It was Seve Ballesteros won it second. 90, it was Nick... Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Jack. Uh, no, did Nick, Jack Nicholas? Uh, no, Nick Faldo won it. That's Nick right. Faldo. Nick yeah. Faldo won it second. In 01, it was uh, David Duval. That was his first. 07, it was Podrick Harrington for his first of the two back-to-back that we talked about in the British. 18, it was Francesco uh, Val, Val, I'm not sure. Valdano. Valdolini. Valdolini. And the, He's Valdonari. Italian, I know. Yes, yes, yes yeah. Robert. Yeah. And he was the first Italian uh, to win it, that we think. We're not sure yes, about that. Yes. We're not sure about that. June 23rd, 1969. Yeah, July all- 23rd. July 23rd, 1969. It was the All-Star Game, the NLBTAL in Washington. And the story about that was that got delayed by day because it was rained out on the Tuesday night when it would have been played. It was played on Wednesday afternoon around 1 o'clock so people could get back to their teams and get the rest of the season going. <clears throat> but the game was interrupted. Well, I shouldn't say the game was interrupted. The coverage of the game was interrupted by the fact that the astronauts came back from the moon and landed on, you know, with near, near the aircraft carrier or whatever, were rescued, brought in. And President Nixon talked to them on the phone, now national TV. So that happened that day, so it interrupted the coverage of the All-Star Game. And 74, the National League beat the American League in Pittsburgh in another All-Star Game. Uh, and then the British Opens, of course, occurred. In 1989, we had Mark Calcavecchia won that one. 95, it was John Daly, and uh, that was his first British Open. And then and it was his second major. In 2000, it was Tiger, his first British Open, and he was the young Youngest player to win all four majors by that time. Yes, yes. at 24 years old. Yep. In 06, uh, uh, Tiger won his second uh, British Open, you know, a back-to-back British Open. In 17, third it was, overall. Third overall. Jordan Spieth won the in uh, 17, and his uh, third major, first British. And um, let's see. And also, I need to, I had not mentioned this on the group, but there was sort of a personal memory that I have for July 23rd, 1967, because <clears throat> the Red Sox won their 10th, uh, their one Swept a doubleheader against Cleveland, won their ninth and tenth games in a row, and came back to Logan Airport, and 5,000 people showed up. This is back when they used to announce. Remember when you'd listen to the games, they'd say, uh, the Red Sox would be arriving three hours after the game, or whatever they would tell. They told the families that, you know, because they'd be coming in on commercial planes or, or their charter, whatever they had, usually commercial back in those days, and they had 5,000 people show up. They didn't expect that at all, but the Red Sox had won those ten games, and uh, six of them were on the road, and they had been contending. I mean, they were four or five out most of the time. This this streak put them into within a game or two the rest of the season in the greatest penalty race of all time that came down to the last uh, week with the White Sox, the Red Sox, the Tigers, and Twins on the last day to the Twins and Tigers and Red Sox. And, you know, it was back and forth for the rest of that year. So that was a real, that was the coming of age of that team. Ten in a row and they, they were right there from from then on. And didn't spend that many games in first place, but they were right and within I, I a game or two of, the rest I of the time. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Dick Williams the manager of that he team? Was. He was. He yeah, was indeed. That's, that's and Kari Stremski had his great year and all that. So July 24th, and we have the PGA in 1956. Jack 
Burke Jr. won it. In 67, it was Don January. And in 73, uh, we had an all-star game in Kansas City. The National League beat the American League. And uh, that was it for the history that I have for you. Well, then, before, before Sean wraps it up, we have one quick note to pass on to you. At the bottom of the six, the Braves are tattooing the Mets 12 to 1. Well, not great. There you go. There you go, Sean. Wrap it up for us. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to tell you, you, if you want to tell anybody, they can download the podcast, legendoldies.com, or in their podcatcher, type in Sports Lounge Lives, three words, or tell your smart speaker to play the Sports Lounge podcast from, uh, you know, just play Sports Lounge podcast from legendoldies.com. You can tell it that. Also, you can go to 773-572-3006, option number nine for Sports Lounge Live, option eight for All Things Radio, option seven for the coffee club. And if you're listening, just on the phone, if you can't listen all the whole time, just call back in, hang up, continue, hit the option, and continue listening from where you uh, left off. If you want to leave us a message anytime, 800-693-0595, option two, says for Sports Lounge Live, or email us at sports lounge at all things radio.net. We're going to have a bunch of scores next week. Oh, yeah. We're going to have three sports of scores. Hey. We're going to basically be moving, if you're a sports fan, into what would be the early part of April next week because you're going to have NBA regular season wrapping up, baseball underway, and hockey playoff starting. So yep. basically going to be in the first week or two of April next week. Yep. And you're going to be, you're gonna be in April. You're going to be in April at the April end of July. Yeah. April we'll see you next week. Anniversary show, by the way, later. Yeah. 